from a full moon to an eerie tune, it's Halloween. From stage to screen, trick or treat, and take a seat, it's two. Welcome to Playbills and Popcorn, where we pick apart pieces from the stage and screen. I'm Adam. I'm Melissa. And I'm Garrett. All right. Well, today we are continuing our spooky, spooky Halloween season. We're talking about uh, Evil Dead, the musical, the off off Broadway production uh, based on the cult trilogy from Sam Raimi, the cult Evil Dead trilogy starring Bruce Campbell, of course, is Ash Williams and Sam Raimi directed. First off, I got to ask, uh, Garrett, it was your birthday recently. Obviously, the, we're recording this after your birthday, and we had, of course, your rent episode. But what did you yeah. do anything fun for your birthday? I worked at a haunted house the entire weekend. Ooh. So it's Ooh. been, yeah. That sounds like fun. What'd you do? People. Yeah, I'm a gag operator, so I get to tip a barrel over and scare some people that way. A little jump scare. Oh, spoiler for the haunted house. Did you get some good screams? Yeah. We got some good ones. It was uh, what's in the barrel? Just what's in the barrel? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. What's in the box? What's in the what's box? In the box? I kidding. went to uh, I went to Netherworld recently, and I'm probably gonna go to another haunted house because I love me some Halloween. Nice. Halloween is my Christmas, and after Halloween, I get sad when Christmas starts. Oh. <laughs> Alyssa, Alyssa loves her some Christmas. She hates. I, hate, I she, hate Halloween. She hates Halloween. I hate Halloween. Wow, little yin. I don't yang. like being scared. Before before you all revolt against Alyssa, she has a reason. When she was, I believe, a small child trick-or-treating. You were five years old, trick-or-treating. <laughs> a man in an evil clown costume jumped out of the bush right in front of her and scared the bejesus out of her. And chased me down the street. At age five. Wow. <laughs> so now I hate time. clowns and I hate Halloween. She's forever traumatized. Wow. She's traumatized. Which is why I always took her to the new It movies when they came out. <laughs> yeah, lucky me. <laughs> such, a, such a good boyfriend. I am terrible. I forced her to watch at least 10 scary movies so far. It's called Exposure that's just this, That's just this year. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, just this yeah, month. That's, that's just like in the past like three weeks. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, we want to start with some with some fun facts. Fun facts. Let's some do fun it. Fun facts. It's time for Adam's Fun Facts. I'm I'm the Resident Evil Dead uh, nerd, uh, so nerdy that I've played all of the Evil Dead video games. Um, <laughs> if I had a PhD in anything, it would be Evil Dead. Fair enough. So, what is your first fun fact, Adam? Well, I would say this is the most important fun fact. Uh, back in 2016, when I did yes. Susical the Musical with Alyssa, which is how we met, um, I didn't know anybody in the cast because I came in three weeks before the show opened. And I literally was just chilling in the theater, minding my business. And then I heard two girls, one of them being Alyssa, say the two words that made my ears perk. I heard Evil Dead from across the room from a female voice. So, of course, I got excited <laughs> i immediately darted over i i like sprinted across the room because i've never met a girl in my life who likes evil dead and i was like did you just say evil dead and she's like yeah we're seeing the musical next week and i was like i love evil dead i own all the movies and i've seen the <laughs> musical many times and then we just we started talking about evil dead and that segued into just other conversations so the first time i talked to my fiance was because of evil dead the musical yeah Nice. Hey, bringing people so that's together. 
It's yep. A, <laughs> Evil that brought us together, and, which and we still see is it horrifying. Every, honestly. It, <laughs> it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of cute in a gruesome way. We, uh, we, and now we, now we see the, we see the musical every, every Halloween as a tradition. Because uh, we, at least where we are, they always have a theater that does it every year for Halloween. Yes, we. It used to be one theater where um, my best friend slash maid of honor uh, was in it. She played a deadite one year, and then played a deadite again, and then right before she moved, she played Linda, the most perfect girl. And uh, yeah, so we went and saw her productions, and then when she moved, that theater ended up actually shutting down. Um, and now there's another theater that. It's two hours away, but we're gonna make the trip. We'll drive. To go and see. We'll drive two hours for Evil Dead. Um, I, well, uh, primarily, uh, I should probably continue with the fun facts. Uh, Evil Dead the musical is, is primarily uh, adapting the first two films in the series, uh, with a little bit of the third film, Army of Darkness, sprinkled in there throughout to bring it all together. A couple details, um, but primarily, Act One is Evil Dead. One and Act Two is Evil Dead Two because that all takes place in the cabin, of course. So uh, Evil Dead One actually was uh, it came out in 1981, but it was filmed in 1979. Uh, Sam Raimi just got out of film school, hasn't hadn't made a real movie. He made a short film with his friend that he met in class, Bruce Campbell. They made a short film called Within the Woods, which was basically the preclude the prelude to the Evil Dead. It was like a 10, 15 minute version, and they showed it around, and people were kind of impressed and they showed it to investors local film investors and things like that to sort of it was before GoFundMe and crowdfund and they would uh, have money kind of just people would gradually give him a little bit of money he's like yeah we're gonna make a make this a feature-length movie we're gonna we're gonna shop it around horror movies were becoming a really big thing at the time especially underground exploitation uh, X-rated kind of horror films. So uh, Sam Raimi got $375,000 together and some college buddies and some film school friends and made this movie in the woods at some random ass abandoned cabin that he found. And what did he end up doing? He ended up making one of the most iconic horror films of all time for $375,000. Still holds up. Um, and then, you know, big. I would say they the budget went significantly up for Evil Dead 2. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Did it Another pioneer fact, the cabin in the woods subgenre of horror? I would say this was the first cabin-based horror movie. All those, like the Cabin Fever and the movie Cabin in the Woods, and all these other cabin-based horror films, kind of came afterwards. So he sort of started a sort of started a subgenre of horror, if you will. Um, another big fun fact is uh, a lot. Of this a lot of people confuse Evil Dead Two as a remake of Evil Dead One. That is false. <laughs> because the first five minutes just shows Ash and his girlfriend, Linda, driving to the cabin. And people are wondering why is Ash driving to the cabin again after the first movie? That's because Sam Raimi actually lost the rights completely to the first movie. Wanted to show clips from the first movie to set up the second movie as a previously on Evil Dead sort of segment uh, because the end of Evil Dead 1 ends with the spirit hitting Ash and that's the end of the movie. He didn't have the rights to any of those clips. He didn't want to get the actors back and shoot half of that crap. So what he did was he, for the first five minutes of Evil Dead 2, recapped the entire first movie with just Ash and a brand new actress playing Linda. And then when the spirit hits Ash in Evil Dead 2 and knocks him through the forest, that's when it becomes a sequel. Because a lot of people are very confused about that. <laughs> ah, I, I was confused about that too. I thought they were just redoing the first movie with more pizzazz. Nope. 
Oh, uh, and then, facts. yeah, those uh, those are the longest fun facts uh, fun facts ever. Oh, another fun fact: uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell almost died making Evil Dead Two during the scene where they where he shoots the hole in the wall and gallons of blood are shooting at his face. He almost drowned. Was very close to drowning. Um, Sam Raimi ha- he got a lot of a lot of pleasure out of uh, drenching Bruce Campbell with fake blood to the point where he almost drowned his own friend. He almost killed him. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. Well, those are our fun facts. Uh, pretty long fun facts. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, now let's cue up our trailer. This is my boomstick. Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Book of the Dead. Groovy. All right. Well, that was a spooky trailer. Spooky, spooky, <laughs> spooky, and funny and scary all in one, which is what Evil Dead is. Um, but we can't really dive into this thing until we have our 60-second synopsis in case you're listening to this episode and you don't know what Evil Dead is, which is fine. We're going to convert you. It's cool. Look it up. Look it up. Look it it's up. amazing. Google it. It'll change, Google it. It'll change your life. It's yeah. the best three movies, a remake, and three seasons of a TV show you'll ever experience in your life. Okay. All right. Well, who is going to be given our 60-second synopsis today? It's that me. would be Garrett. It's me again. Oh. All right, on redemption. I've been practicing. Garrett really wants to redeem himself after last time. <laughs> I need He's redemption. He's not very good at the 60 seconds synopsis. Well, it doesn't so help. Let's see if he does better it this does, time. It doesn't help that we cut it from 90 to 60. That adds That's a lot true. of challenge. Listen, I'm not challenged at all. I can redeem myself. Alyssa, we know you're the queen of 60 second synopses. I am. All right. All I'm right. One Garrett, minute on the clock. 60 ready? seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. Got all right. It. Here we go. Go. All right. So, The Evil Dead, the musical covers actually three different movies Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, The Army of Darkness, and it starts with the Necronomicon, or the Book of the Dead, which is bound in skin and written in blood. And it follows Ash and his uh, group of friends who go to a cabin in the woods where they find a recording of the pages of the Necronomicon from a professor. Um, and that unleashes the Dead Eyes, who possesses his friends. It possesses his hand. He has to cut off his hand. He has to kill his friends, which the professor's daughter stumbles in on him, killing them. And they decide to. Uh, uh, team up and banish the dead eyes back in time with her missing pages from uh, the Necronomicon. So they get together and they read the book, but it actually sucks the the entity back in time. Also, Ash and he recounts the entire tale while he's working at Smart in the department store, where another woman gets possessed by a dead eye and he has to shoot her in the face. And at which point they have to say hail to the king because Ash is the best. Poon Slayer, I mean, uh, Deadite Slayer. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, was, that, was that, really that was your Wally. best one. Holy yeah. moly. I had crap. time left, too. Dang. You did. That's amazing. I tried to give a, a synopsis of just one of these movies on another show, and I couldn't even do it. That's amazing. You're fully, you're fully redeemed, 110%. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm guessing we should probably, I mean, all of the plot points that happen in the musical happen in the movie, sort of. Sort of. There's some differences. But I mean, they actually combined all three movies really well. Probably something that I love about this musical when you go and see it live is that it's almost like a Rocky Horror-esque yeah. kind of show yeah. where the audience interacts and yells and hoots and hollers and um, yells lines at you at one point. Yeah. Um the one that gets the biggest like screams and applause and usually the actor who plays Ash like slows it down so everybody can say it with him, which is, yeah. this, this is, is my, my boomstick. Boom you see this? 
this is my boomstick. <laughs> and then everyone screams their heads off. Yeah. yeah. It's it's iconic. It's amazing. It's the thing about Evil Dead, although Rocky Horror is probably the biggest cult musical of all time, uh, Evil Dead, the movies are are close probably <laughs> probably the cultiest, yeah, close second, probably the cultiest movie franchise in the horror genre, or at least some of the cultiest horror movies I've, I, that have a really strong cult base. So when people go see the musical, they're like, hard. if you're seeing Evil Dead the musical, you're usually a hardcore fan of these movies and you know them by heart, and you know every single line. So the actors are very aware of that. They say the big lines slowly so that you can enjoy it and they're expecting some applause or you can join in and say the line with them. Also, if you always sit in the front row at every production, it's the splatter zone. You will get hit with you, blood. Yeah, you get a warning before when you go in and it's like, like before the show even starts everything, one of the people that is running front box office will come in and say, hi, um, I'm with this theater. I just want to let you know, you are sitting in the splatter zone. And um, I have seen it happen where people have tried to wear ponchos. I have, yeah. And that's hilarious to me because there are actors that play deadites that cover you with blood. <laughs> the Jedi actors look at each other, look at the people, and then pour their blood underneath people's ponchos. Oh. <laughs> because they were like, you tried to not get wet, we're going to make you the most wet. <laughs> oh, it's so great. I, lo I love when they make me wet. Uh, yeah, there's two <laughs> actors that... There are two actors that... Four. Usually two or three. Oh, four. four. Wow, there's you're right. Four. There is four. There's two on each side. There's always four actors who play strictly deadites or trees or both. And uh, and you're you're not just gonna get hit by blood that naturally happens during the show. Like they'll literally, while songs are happening, just come out and start squirting you in the face with blood or pouring blood on you with a bucket. <laughs> it's it's yes. very very messy. Oh, so much blood! It's so much blood. It's paint, Jim. It's so much paint. All right. Well, let's dive into it. We'll start with Act One, which is an adaptation of the first Evil Dead movie, which um, which follows Ash and his his four, four friends uh, going to the cabin because they're five college students on their way to an old abandoned cabin in the woods, which starts off with oh, yeah. the banger, Cabin in the Woods. I love Cabin in the Woods. I think it's it's a banger. It gets me pumped every time I go see this show. It's the one I sing the most in the car. It's very catchy. Um, and it's also making fun of the fact that every horror movie starts with uh, ignorant college students going somewhere alone for a fun time, whether it's a camp Camp Crystal Lake or an evil cabin in the woods. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on Cabin in the Woods? Super catchy. Um, I like it. It kind of really sums up the campy, very 80s style of the first movie in the song. It's definitely yeah. a good way to like have a happy-go-lucky before shit goes crazy. Yeah, it introduces you to all of the characters as well. Obviously, Ash, which is your main protagonist. Uh, his girlfriend, Linda. His perverted Stifler-esque friend scott Scott, uh and his uh his slutty not even not even a date i wouldn't even say uh his girlfriend it's date? it's a girl that he met that he decided <laughs> to bring along to have sex with uh named <laughs> named shelly and then there's cheryl ash's sister who is the debbie downer of the group she's not a debbie downer <laughs> she's just a prude uh, like they're uh, they're there to like drink and party and in Scott and Shelley's case have lots and lots of sex as they say in the song 
And premarital Cheryl, sex. Cheryl is just there to read books and hang out with her brother and make checks mix. Yeah, she's just with the Which wrong group of friends. Which is how you know friends. something bad is going to happen to her. <laughs> I mean, she, sadly, she's she's sort of the fifth wheel, I guess. Yeah, she's yeah, kind of. She's one hundred percent. Yeah, everyone's yeah. getting laid, and except for Cheryl. So very the opening. I, I like how it also shows them driving to the cabin. They always have like a fake cardboard car that they sit behind. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the bridge, like, the really bridge, cute. the little bridge at the end. <laughs> the yeah. bridge is like so... maybe twelve inches long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It it honestly it sets up the show perfectly because once you see that, you know what you're in for. You're like, this is going to be stupid and ridiculous, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, the bridge in the first movie is a basic wooden bridge, and the bridge in the second movie is like some epic, epic matte long. painting yeah, bridge huge. that you'd see in like a like a Bob Ross painting or like <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was very epic. <laughs> yeah, I like the bridge of the musical the best. It's literally a step stool that yeah. when it goes out, quote unquote. <laughs> the bridge. How did this happen? It's been destroyed. There's no bridge. That's one of the one of the plot points coming up. The bridge goes out so they can't escape the cabin. Yep. Uh, but that brings us into the next song, which is sort of your uh, love ballady duet. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, Housewares <laughs> employee with Ash and Linda, the the couple of the of the gang. I love this song as well because they brought in an element from actually Army of Darkness into this this sort of it's the tune. It's it's the tune, but they also brought in the whole fact that he met Linda working at S Mark, which is a plot that was left out of the first two movies and explained in the in the third movie but uh i love it i think it's great it's uh it shows how dorky those two characters are and it sets up the tone of their relationship and their dynamic and it, it i mean it's campy but it sets up the the tragedy that happens later on in the show with yes, linda but we'll get there we'll get there um which brings us to um there's a little middle part where you know everybody is there's spooky things happening and spooky noises and weird voices coming from the woods that are happening. And Scott and Shelly have decided to go off to the bedroom and go have sex, leaving Cheryl all by herself, which is never a good thing in a horror movie. Yeah, we said that Cheryl is the Debbie Downer or she's, the, uh, she's the prude. The prude and um, she has one of my favorite lines during this moment, which is... <laughs> Now, Mother always said that whenever you hear a strange, frightening, and potentially life-threatening ghostly chant coming from the dark woods, that there's only one thing that you should do. Not wake the others and go investigate it alone. In the movie... Oh, goodness. In the movie. It's a very (laughs) traumatic, um, graphic scene of what can only be described as tree rape. Yep, it's nature rape. rape by a giant tree yeah. with the branches. And it's not a short scene. It's no. like no, five it's, minutes. It's, so long. I it's a long very it long scene um, yeah. in the musical because we're trying to keep with, with comedy and campiness. It's actors <laughs> dressed as deadites with tree branches just dry humping her. It's hilarious. Um, here's, here's the thing. And uh, she's like, get like it's it's very ridiculous um the the first evil dead movie is very much a straight horror movie but evil dead over time became known for its comedy because evil dead 2 infused all of the comedy that people love about evil dead so the musical amps up the comedy <laughs> and takes all of the elements of the movies and kind of just 
makes fun of it and makes it hilarious it and together. just makes it goofier than it was even in the movies. Yeah. So they take the tree rape scene, which is a traumatic moment in the film, which yeah. actually like got the movie banned and it, it got it rated X and they got the movie banned in a lot of countries simply because of that tree rape scene. Yeah. And it makes it funny. So yeah, Shiro <laughs> goes out and gets raped by trees. And she uh, now she's, she's okay. Her clothes are ripped up, but you know, she, she made it. She, she lived. I mean, she's seemingly okay. Seemingly. Well, seemingly. <laughs> she, well, she's not okay. But, you know, well, something that I really appreciate about um, about Evil Dead is that it kind of goes against the trope of, you know, usually the, the, the not not so much prude character, but the the innocent girl next door character who usually is a virgin uh, survives the end of the movie, defeats the evil. And it's no they're known as the final girl, which is a trope in horror. You got your Laurie Strode from Halloween, your Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. But in, in Evil Dead, the. The innocent, uh, innocent girl is the first one to become possessed. Yeah. Way to spoil it. Spoiler, Spoiler. alert. Cheryl but, becomes possessed. <laughs> but the male but character that survives it, has a female name. His name is Ashley. That's true. Yes, Ashley. That's true. Yeah. It is is a very rare name for a man. Uh, but he's a badass. Not, as hell. not so much back not, then. Not, not so bad. much back not then. The I mean, you got you got Ash from bit. Pokemon. So mm-hmm. my name is Ash. So um, we have Cheryl comes back to the house uh, while she is still Cheryl. And she's trying to convince the rest of the people that they need to leave, that there's something wrong with this cabin. There's something wrong with the woods. We have to go. Like, we have to get into the car. Let's get the F out. And um, nobody really wants to leave. But, you know, Cheryl is very upset and paranoid and wants to go. And... um, they so Ash being the good big brother goes to take her and they find that the bridge is out. The bridge that they crossed over, which in the musical is a step stool. <laughs> the bridge! How did this happen? It's been destroyed! Is out. Which is conveniently the only way to leave or enter the cabin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um Cheryl has this amazing ballad kind of song called It Won't Let Us Leave where, you know, she's trying to like lead to Ash's emotions of like, can't you see that there's something wrong? Whatever this is, it's not gonna let us leave. Mm -hmm. So she goes back to the house and Ash is like, you're imagining things? You're crazy? Pretty much? And she gets mad and she storms off into the corner where she stays (laughs) For a little bit. Yeah. And uh, they decide to entertain themselves, the, the group of college kids, by playing a game. Ash, honey, why don't you stop playing around with that tape? Why don't we play a game? In a little bit, baby. Uh, all right, when you're playing football and you score, it's hard. I lose! I touchdown! Right, Cheryl. Uh, when you want to eat lunch on a blanket in the park, it's uh, a picnic! Oh, when I go to the butcher. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little vitamin C. And um, Cheryl is standing with her back towards everybody. And they start giving clues and she's able to rattle them off before they even finish the clues or before they even give the clues at some point. And she starts laughing. And they're like, oh, very funny. You're cheating. You're cheating. And this is when our sweet 
innocent, super kind prude Cheryl turns around and reveals she is a deadite and has an amazing profanity-filled song called Look Who's Evil Now. Look Who's Evil Now is uh, it's a banger for It's sure. a banger. It's also um, the first the- uh, possession slash deadite of the show. A-, a lot of the actors in the show have to do quick makeup changes because yes. when you're yeah, possessed, you have to look fucked up. Yes. Um, Look Who's Evil Now is the reason why I have a deep dream to play Cheryl. Where in the process of the song, our lovely Shelly gets possessed. By the end of the song, she's now possessed too, um, which is a lot of fun. And they have to kill her. She says, Linda, stick a pencil in you. So she takes a pencil and she stabs Linda into the ankle. Which is in the movie. Which is in the movie. That's, that's really, really hard to watch. What happens by the way. to poor Linda? <laughs> uh, so surprise. Ash takes her off stage to put her in the bedroom to keep her safe because now she has a pencil stuck in her ankle. And this is when Shelly also becomes possessed and has a lovely rendition of Look Who's Evil Now, which I also love. Um, and they have to shoot her yep. with uh, with a shotgun. Yes. They find a shotgun on the wall. Yeah. As decoration, and they yeah. shoot Shelly. Leads immediately into the next song, which is one of the greatest man man duets ever created of all time, in my opinion. What the fuck was that? What the fuck? Which honestly, what the fuck is that is my favorite. I got no Which honestly describes, you know, my thoughts watching these movies for the first time. What the fuck was that? Uh, it's a great number because yeah. it allows two men to do the tango together, and that is yes. always wonderful. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, on both Look Who's Evil Now and What the Fuck Was That? I like the way they utilize the, the trap door, like how they have in the movie. They have the basement yes. trap door that they throw uh, Cheryl down. Oh, Pretty yes, yes. They throw Cheryl down where, you know, they think that she's she's done, and she has her iconic... Clap back line oh, yeah. to Scott. Who's the stupid bitch now, Scotty? Who's the stupid bitch now? <laughs> that it's, that actress, whoever plays it, it has it's such a good like it's such a good like comeback and like yeah. button to and that it, joke. <laughs> it's such a great um it's such a great uh what's the word I'm looking for? It's such a big difference from the way Cheryl is earlier in the show and all this. Yeah. Juxtaposition. Thank you. It's a huge juxtaposition from how she was earlier in the show. Now she's this like trash talking, pun making comedic relief throughout yes. the show. Oh yeah. Obviously, like in the movie, they throw Cheryl in the cellar and the whole play, she's just making bad puns, which is something they added in the musical, and it's amazing. I mean another reason why I want to play Cheryl. I love a good pun. If you don't like puns, do. then you're I gonna hate Cheryl. Cheryl. But I, I love I love me some puns. But that really I mean what the fuck was that was great because it's like the audience is sort of with them and they're like literally what the hell's happening. And also it's a great excuse to just sing fuck over and over again. Yeah. So. Um it's also the first time that we hear any of the actors say the title of the show. Um it's the last line of the song, What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? It's the evil dead. I always love it when they say the title in the dialogue. Yes, they get very, you get very excited. Yeah, you're just watching a movie and all of a sudden the actor's like, that's because it's Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. And you're like, that's the name of the movie. The name of the movie. What are we, some kind of suicide squad? Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. So um, we finish up the song. 
what the fuck was that? Great man, and, man on man duo duets. Yes. And Scott decides to cool off. He he does not really sure what to do. Well, Scott doesn't. Scott doesn't really give a shit about anybody but himself. No, yeah, you know, he so. yeah he he's like I'm I'm overwhelmed. He goes to cool off. Yeah. Which uh, brings us into a lovely, lovely number that Cheryl leads as a deadite, along with the house spirits of the of the deadites and my personal favorite house spirit, which is the the moon. I loved the moose. They changed out the deer from the movies with a moose, and the moose talks like Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Thank you. Actually, I'm a Kandarian demon moose, and I'm here to tell you all about the fun and excitement you'll experience if you take us up on our offer and join us. And it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we should probably mention that Linda got uh, possessed at this point. Oh, yes. Linda is possessed at this point. After she getting comes stabbed out. in the ankle, she got possessed. Yeah, she comes out with her look who's evil now moment. Anytime somebody turns into a deadite, they say, look who's evil now. Uh, yes. Yeah. And Ash has to deal with with possessed Linda. The only way you can kill a deadite is bodily dismemberment. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, we have the next song, which is right after what the fuck was that, is Cheryl trying to convince Ash to join us. Which is the big uh, famous catchphrase from the movies. Whenever whenever join the Deadites us. are intimidating Ash, join us. Yes, but in this case, it's um, a rather it's a upbeat, <laughs> cheerful, what I, I can only describe as it sounds like a demented theme park ride song. Yeah, I was thinking like a demented circus. Yeah, yeah, it's like very... a circus theme park. It's yeah. a small world kind of song. Yeah, where um, you know she's trying to get him to join, <laughs> and um, in the midst of it, she has a lot of puns where she's like, I gotta hand it to you, Ash. You really gotta give yourself a hand for that one. And he's like, why do you keep making hand puns? Because she has gotten his hand to join them. So he has a deadite hand that he has to deal with, which happens in the movie as well. Evil Dead 2. They Evil, throw Dead Evil, 2. Evil Dead 2 plot combined in there with Evil Dead yes. 1. So um, he has to cut off his hand which with the chainsaw. I, I love this moment because, especially in the movie with Bruce Campbell, but the actor, whoever's playing Ash on stage as well, it's probably one of the greatest moments of physical comedy. I love when Ash is having to fight his own his hand. Own hand yeah. It's a great way to do some physical comedy. Um, Bruce Campbell's very committed in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he's kicking his own ass for sure. I love <laughs> yes. it. I love it. I'm kicking my own ass. I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? The musical, this is, and we've talked about this already, about the splatter zone and the fact that you need to be warned about the splatter zone. This is the first moment of the show where the splatter zone comes into play. He is cutting off his own hands with a chainsaw and they will spray blood at you. Like it's like, like a, like a hose. It's awesome. In the in the production, very very fun. You you watched a production online, correct, Garrett? Yeah, 
and that, when he cuts off his hand, did, was there a lot of blood going on? And it, you could see it. Like, it was actually pretty cool. You can see him, like... Yeah. They do a lot of interesting effects, um, especially with the hand when it's dismembered. They have someone behind there doing a puppet thing to make it look like the hand's, you know, just crawling around. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's, <laughs> it's neat. Spoiler alert, it's typically the actress that plays Linda is underneath, uh. and she has a glove, and she's the hand moving underneath. Oh, that's the cool. cabinet. Yeah, I, I would like to point out that uh, in the movie version, which is this event happens in Evil Dead 2, uh, when he cuts his hand off and puts it under a bucket, he puts a pile of books on top of the bucket to keep it from leaving. And the, the book that he puts on the top of the pile is a farewell to arms. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. There we go. The puns keep coming. The puns. So we have that happen and we take a break after join us. I, I assume to let the actor who plays Ash get some of the blood off of them. I would assume that. A lot of quick changes, yeah. a lot of cleaning blood, a lot. a lot of blood cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Because we get a a little cutscene to w- elsewhere right. in this story <laughs> where we meet Annie, who is um, the doctor that we hear his voice in the very beginning. Um, it's his daughter. So pro- professor Nobi is, is the professor who goes to the cabin with his wife. He finds the Necronomicon. He reads it on the tape like an idiot, reads it on the tape. and then <laughs> Even has, though it says don't read. Even though it says don't and, and ends up killing his wife. And all of it's on tape. And uh, Annie is going to, he, she found some lost papers pages and she's going to visit him at the cabin and give him the lost pages and put the book together and that's when she stumbles in on uh, everything going on with Ash but along the way she meets she gets lost and she brings her oh we should probably mention uh, that she it, has that a Annie, fiance she has a fiance but Annie's also played by the same actress yes. who plays Shelly when Shelly gets possessed and killed Shelly becomes Annie, Annie. the actress she who becomes- plays Shelly switches over and plays Annie she does nice. and uh, we meet Annie's Ed. Lovely, quiet fiance Ed. It's not, he doesn't mean to be quiet. Yeah. Um, Annie <laughs> likes to cut him off. Ed! Annie! After my flight, not great. Spider Man was the in flight movie. Oh. And oh, let's just say that was poorly directed. <laughs> but let me tell you about my expedition. I found the missing pages from the Book of the Dead. What well, did you know they in? Take a look. They haven't <laughs> aged a day in 3,000 years. Maybe longer. Well, when you begin the translations? Tonight. I hope everything is all set with my father. I haven't spoken with him in a week. There's no phone in the cabin. Oh, we'll take your car. It'll take us about an hour to get there. Yes, I did hint in my telegram that my father was on to something in the first part of his translations. Right. What, was, what it? was it he found in the Book of the Dead? <laughs> Probably nothing, but just possibly a doorway to another world. Story of my life, folks. Story of my God, life. Not You're so awful. Um, Anyways, they. However, uh, if we played those characters, I mean, I mean it, would <laughs> it would be perfect casting. Yeah, those, those, it would take too much. Those two are on their way to the cabin to reunite with uh, their, their parents, who are now dead at this point. Yes, and uh, they get lost in the woods, and they stumble upon a local, uh, a local. I, we want to say redneck, but let's say a southerner, a local southerner by the name of Jake. Good yeah. old reliable. Good old Jake. Who has a wonderful song he called has Good song, Old Reliable right? Jake. <laughs> um, yes. It's a ballad. Yes, because Annie's <laughs> line right before the song is 
wait, Ed, how do we know we can trust him? I mean, are you even reliable? And he's like, reliable? Reliable? Why, you no good. City slicking over cologne, Phoenix sweater wearing son of a gun with your flapping lips and pompous ass attitude. How do you know if I'm reliable? Now, if you are if you are fans of the movies, uh, you know that in Evil Dead 2, when Annie and Ed meet Jake, they're accompanied by someone else, which is Jake's <laughs> Jake's wife, uh, Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe is not in this musical, <laughs> but they break the fourth wall here, and they know the audience is wondering where the fuck's Bobby Joe. Jake literally looks at the audience and he goes, "Firstly, I wasn't supposed to be wandering through these woods alone. I was supposed to be with my lovely wife, Bobby Joe." But I figured with that sheriff girl getting attacked by them trees and all, that Bobby Joe would appear to be useless and redundant. <laughs> and in case nobody has seen Evil Dead 2, the reason why it would be redundant is because Bobby Joe, who is Jake's wife, is also killed by getting pretty much raped Rape by, by trees. trees. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, She's also it's, killed it's, in the same way it's not, that poor Cheryl is possessed. It's so. definitely not as bad. I mean, she gets her clothes torn a little bit, but she gets killed by a tree. It's it's another tree. It's redundant. Yeah. It is. It's redundant. It's so, very, very funny. So Jake is solo and single in this musical. Yes. <laughs> um, so we cut back to Housewares employee, The Reprise, oh. uh, where we have evil possessed Linda have something to say about the fact that, you know, she has a lot of lines that are in the movie, including one of my personal favorites, which is, you found me beautiful lights. Ooh, that's actually a Sheila from Army of Darkness. I know. They took a lot of the, because a lot of the big one-liners and famous lines from Evil Dead actually came from the third movie, they give a lot of the lines from Army of Darkness to Ash and the characters in in this story, in the the musical, when they're in the cabin. So, so, in the midst of this, he realizes that he needs to kill Deadite Linda. And the only way that you can kill a Deadite, which is body dismemberment, where while he is honestly chainsawing her apart, I mean, he is singing a song called I'm Not a Killer. What are you going to do? The only thing there is a chainsaw. Yeah, so he's chainsawing her apart, singing I Am Not a Killer, and uh, he finishes... Die, die. Die, And he has chainsawed her head off and is holding it in his hand, and she's still trying to bite him. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the head talks. Yeah, the head talks and tries to bite him. And in that moment, the door opens, and Annie is standing there with Ed... Just with ash covered in blood. It's the greatest. And that's how act one ends. It's the greatest <laughs> intermission ever. All this bloody gore happens. They walk in at the worst moment. Daddy, I'm home. Oh, uh, this isn't as bad as it looks. Intermission. Yeah. <laughs> Black. What, yes. were your, what were your thoughts on this on this instance in the show when you watched it? Oh I know this is your first time watching it. So. Yes, it was the first time watching it, and I understand why you were so upset with Toxic Avenger and its lack of blood after watching Evil Dead and the amount of blood at the end of Act One. I I too would be like. Where was the blood in the in Toxic Avenger? Where was the gore? They really kicked up the notch with the special effects at the end of Act One. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, that brings us. I mean, the intermission happens, and then it goes right into Act Two, yeah. uh, which which gets picked up immediately with 
die die again. Yes. <laughs> they start to die die. They like they they reenact the last like thirty seconds of Act One so that they can have a smooth lead in. Like in case you um, forgot. In case you forgot, you know, fifteen right. minutes ago. Fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> so die die is playing again uh, for a little bit. And then it goes right into uh, we will, he, obviously he meets Jake and he meets uh, Annie and Ed and it, I can't remember do they throw in the movie when they meet Ash they throw him in the cellar but yeah but no, they in throw the musical out. it's different yeah. because we still have Cheryl in the cellar in the yeah. movie and, they, and in the and musical they, in the movie they throw Ash outside of the yes. cabin they throw Ash outside right so because because logic yes. So um, somehow in the midst of this, our our little friend Ed gets possessed. Who's had no lines basically in the show. And (laughs) he says that in his song, Bit Part Demon. One of the best. It's a tap, kind of a tap. It's uh, a tap number. Kind of a tap number. It's a tap number. Um, And, you know, he... It's a big moment. Basically singing through how, you know, every horror movie has those throwaway monsters or characters that come and go real fast and just come in to scare you and then they're immediately killed. And he's like, I'm not going to be one of those. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be a, a, you know, bit part demon. I, I got, I matter, damn it. And then he's singing about bit part demon. And then as he's about to go into his big, his big moment where he belts this giant note, <laughs> Ash shoots him with a fucking gun. Now you'll have a bit part. In hell. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that, that went in a direction I did not expect. <laughs> um, there's there's a, a stupid plot in the movie and in the musical that randomly happens and then never comes up again where Annie's ghost dad, uh, I don't know if we can make ghost dad references anymore. Get ready for the most splendiferous pudding pop you have ever seen. Ghost of Professor Novi comes back, breaks through time. It's another bad line that they emphasize in the musical. Feels like something's trying to break its way into our world. Yes. (laughs) He comes in and he warns them of the evil and he's like, basically, dispel the evil and save my soul. There's a dark spirit here that wants to destroy you. Your salvation lies there. Immediately after he does this, he looks at Annie to see her most likely like any normal woman, panicking, crying, screaming, doing something. Um, And Annie's very calm. And he's like, why are you so calm? Because Which you, brings, it ain't her first rodeo. Yeah, it brings uh, Annie's big number, which is all the men my, in my literally life. my favorite song in the entire show. All the men in my life keep getting killed by like Kandarian demons. <laughs> so you find out that this is not the first time Annie's experienced something like this. Yeah. Uh, her boyfriend from college, her prom date, her dad, uh, the man that she had a one night stand with, Ed, um, any other man that she has ever gotten in contact with gets killed by Kendarian demons. Kendarian demons, Kendarian demons. And it's like a doo-wop. Like a 50s. It's like a 50s. It's a, it's a 50s doo-wop with... Uh, I think Ash and, <laughs> Ash and Jake take backup vocals. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's so great. What do you think of this number, Garrett? I laughed so hard in it. It's such a weird yeah. like switch into that like fifties doo wop mm-hmm. style. Yeah. It's so funny. Literally, she owns the stage. Literally, every sure. song in the every song in this musical kind of switches tones completely. It's it's pretty great. Which is kind of I I think the point of it showing how yeah. campy it is. It's yeah. like it, there's no consistent tone. There's no logic. There's no consistency. It's all over the place. It's Evil Dead. <laughs> it works. It works so, so well. 
Yes. Yeah. That's what <laughs> makes it work so well. There's a side plot that's barely, uh, barely used at all in the movie and musical. It's only when it's convenient. Um, <laughs> Ash uh, gets possessed while he's out there in the, in the musical and in the movie when he gets hit by the spirit and he only turns into evil Ash at certain moments. And it's only, at, it's only at night. The second the sun comes up, he's normal again. And he only turns at certain moments and he can turn back immediately through the power of love. So, so dumb. So all the other deadites, <laughs> they're just deadites forever and they're fucked. But Ash can, because he's the he hero of powers. the story, he can just turn back whenever he wants. And um, in the midst of all this, and uh, Annie's like, let me handle this. And she goes to stab the deadite and misses and stabs Jake. Jake. Good old reliable Jake. <laughs> Which Jake then has a really, really great song that in the list, it is called Ode to an Accidental Stabbing. But if you pull it up onto your YouTube or Pandora or anything else, that has the album. In the album, it is called God Damn You Woman. God Damn You Woman, yeah. Um, Which, it's so great. It, and it starts it's, with it's, him going, God Damn You Woman, you fucking stabbed me. And um, this is one of, my, one of my favorite moments in Evil Dead 2 because after Annie accidentally stabs Jake, she starts yelling. He starts. Him. He starts screaming in pain, and, and the first thing like, Annie does up. is just like, "Shut, shut up, up! Shut up!" <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Annie's Annie's kind of bitchy, but amazing at the same time. Yes. And during um Ode to Accidental Stabbing, we get the actor who is playing Jake gets an opportunity to literally take blood off of his own body and rub it on audience members. <laughs> it's a lot of fun for him. He gets a lot of freedom freedom to just bleed all over the place it's, it's one of those over the top dramatic deaths where you think he's finally gonna die and he's like oh <laughs> he's walking around and he's like i'm dying and then he just stumbles around the stage spreading blood everywhere it's, yes it's great it's wonderful which happens a lot in horror movies so um gosh the the best banger of the show oh is this, is your, this is oh, your this is your time it. warp the true this is your number literally they say it's i was like getting time warp vibes Totally. That's literally yeah. one of the l- lyrics in the song is it's like the time warp, only better. Um, we have all of our deadites. Scott comes back. Yes, all of the people who have been turned into deadites, which includes Scott. Um, Scott leads the number. Yes, comes back onto the stage and they do the Necronomicon. <laughs> it's it's very time warpy. They do say it in the song. It's referenced. It's referenced. Um and it's very like um, talking heads too. Like very like very yeah, very yeah. talking Love heads. Sack, baby. <laughs> they yes. They have um they they instruct people on how to do the Necronomicon. They teach you how to do the dance, yeah. Yes. There is a dance to bring forth opening the gates of hell for yeah Yeah. um the last time (laughs) that we went to go and see uh evil dead the musical (laughs) 
<laughs> actually fully live on stage before COVID. It was when Allie was in it. Yeah. Um, our, no, no, the second time we saw it was without Allie, but the first time was with Allie. Yes. Yes. Uh, when my my best friend slash maid of honor was in it, um, they gave these actors a lot of free range. Um, she came into the audience and pulled me up with her and all oh, the other nice. actors pulled like people from the audience and they taught us how to do the Necronomicon on stage. <laughs> Oh, interactive with them. That's an interactive show. So, um, yeah, it's it's very easy to do the Necronomicon. So, I wouldn't suggest doing it. You might open the gates of hell. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I would not recommend. Right on the end of the world. But. Oh, by this yes. point, we should probably mention that Ash has iconically done what he does in the films, and he has taken a chainsaw and put it on his nub, on his on his, on his where his right hand nub. used to be. Suspension of disbelief. There it is. So. Uh, do the Necronomicon is kind of your big your big banger of the show. It's your big interactive dance song. What did you think of the song, Garrett? It's your first time hearing it. I I was getting time warp vibes. I was getting a lot of Talking Heads vibes. It was killer. It's it's one of those. It's like have you seen Wild Party? It's the Juggernaut. Yeah. Of yeah. the show, yeah. where everyone just jams. I highly recommend every learn everybody learn it, but don't do it, or you'll summon evil. Uh, and then that leads to. Uh, when it's Ash's big moment to fight it's off time. the evil dead, it leads into it's time uh, where Ash straps on the chainsaw, pulls out the boomstick, and it's time to just blow away all these motherfuckers, all these dead motherfuckers. Uh, this is probably your bloodiest moment of the show because it's when Ash fights off a legion of deadites. Um, like I said, it starts to spur off a little bit from the movies. They start combining a lot of plot points from the first two movies and then just making it its own at this point. So, uh, what do you think of its time? What do you think of the blood and the carnage? I, I couldn't get enough of it. I, 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 like I said, the special effects in the show is insane. I can't believe there's a theater that does it every year. The cleanup must be so killer. Oh, the cleanup crew's got to be on point. Uh, yeah, the theater that did it every year is no longer around, but another theater nearby took the mantle. So <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, the special effects in the movies are so iconic and they're so yeah. uh, innovative and and very creative. I mean, they're they're very obviously they're very much special effects, but they're meant to look cartoony and goofy. Yes. Yeah. So I thought the practical effects work in the films were so great that you kind of have to bring some of that into the musical in any way that you can. And they do it wonderfully. Right. The stop motion they use in the movies are incredible. For oh, yeah. The it's amount great. of budget they have. It, it's insane. To yeah. Think. I mean, you're going from a budget for the first movie of three hundred seventy five thousand to uh, three point five million. So it's a big improvement. Yeah, big improvement. <laughs> so, yeah, it's time is a, is, is a good one. Uh, at this point, Ash dispels the evil. He kills all of the deadites, Scott, Scott and the gang after they do their little time warping Necronomicon. Uh, and that brings us into the demons singing We Will Never Die. What do you think of We Will Never Die? I love that song. I, I like it a lot. I, it's, it's what every Evil Dead fan wants. They want that moment because during its time, Ash is just shooting them with a boomstick. And like, if you're a fan of Evil Dead, you know, that's not gonna work. They're gonna get back up. Like, you need to dismember them. That's how it works. So like, you know, he shoots them all, they're all laying on the ground, and then they get back up slowly, and they all have this big song, We Will Never Die. And that's when he pulls the iconic chainsaw and just starts slicing through everybody, which is a lot of 
fun. If you're in the splatter zone, it's even funner. Oh yeah, we gotta sit in the splatter zone this time. God, I want to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's it's a good it's one. Fun brings in all that violence and carnage of the movies and the chainsaw. I mean, the chainsaw hand is like it's Ash's thing. I mean, it doesn't happen until the second movie, but it's his thing. And I always thought that was one of the coolest, most creative things ever done in horror. Like out of any horror weapon, a chainsaw hand is kind of freaking awesome. Like who would think of that? Sam Raimi must have been on some kind of cool drug and been like chainsaw hand. <laughs> chainsaw hands. That's it. Why not? Yeah, we got to have chainsaw hand. We got to up the game here. Um, which brings us into, I guess, near the end of the show when Annie uh, reads the remaining pages of of the book, which opens up a time portal <laughs> to to 1300 AD. Now, this is briefly mentioned earlier in the musical, a bigger point in the movie. They mentioned that someone gets sucked back into 1300 AD, who is the hero from the sky who will save everybody from the deadites in, in the medieval times. If you look in the book, it's a man with a blue shirt and a chainsaw hand. So I wonder who it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. So uh, basically the time warp opens. Time warp, let's do the time warp. The time warp opens. The evil goes back to 1300 AD. But if I'm not mistaken, like in the movie, the hand comes and stabs Annie. Yes. The hand comes and stabs Annie before she can completely finish the incantations that close the time loop again. So Annie is stabbed and killed. Ash is sucked into medieval times and uh, becomes the hero of the sky that was prophesized in the Necronomicon to begin with. Full circle. Full circle. It's great. Kind of really, uh, it's going to hurt your brain if you think about it too hard. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's definitely not something that was in the first movie because they had no anticipation of making a sequel. So the second movie, they're like, uh, missing pages. <laughs> um which leads into uh, our final number of the musical, which is Blew That so, Bitch Away. Um, like I said, kids show, so bring your kids to the Blew That Bitch Away is a banger. I thought incorporating the ending of uh, Army of Darkness into the, into the musical was a great way to cap it off. It's definitely summed up all three movies in a great way. Just yeah. do a, a musical on the TV show. <laughs> Ash vs. Evil Dead, the, the musical. I would watch that. Ash vs. the Musical. There you go. Boom. You're welcome. Three seasons of TV and one musical. And one musical. (laughs) Done. Hello. Money. Blue That Bitch Away is... (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Blue That Bitch Away is great. It takes us back to... Basically, it kind of... It kind of jumps over the whole Ash going to Medieval Times thing, which is the entire plot of Army of Darkness, which is the third movie in the trilogy. And it brings us back to Ash is basically telling everything that you just saw as a story to a bunch of customers at S-Mart where he works. And uh, like in the end of the third movie, uh, a Deadite randomly pops into the store, so he gets to display his badassery in front of the customers, kill a Deadite, and get the girl at the end, which is some random, random woman customer. We don't know the name of but she's all of a sudden impressed by ash and falls in love with him and it ends with that iconic line uh hail king baby and that's that's how the show ends baby it's like the it's pretty much the ending of army of darkness in the original version it actually ends with a number called hail to the king where it actually shows him sucked into medieval times he kills a deadite all of the knights and all of the medieval characters are cheering him on and that's how it ends and the final number is hail to the king so there's two versions, but if you go and see it now, it's most likely going to be Blew That Bitch Away. <laughs> That's Evil Dead the Musical. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you want to head over and give our ratings? Yeah, let's do it. I do. Blew That Bitch Away! Yeah! All right. 
We gotta we gotta do our rankings, guys. Uh, Garrett, as always, can you explain the rankings in case somebody uh, does not know? For sure. So we're gonna rate the movie, the musical, and then rate the adaptation, which in this case would be the musical. Yeah. And then we're going to finish off with our ticket prices, which is front row, orchestra, mezzanine, discount, and pass. And then we'll finish off with banger of the show. All right. All right well, let's kick it off. Uh, Garrett, how would you how would you rate? I guess it's primarily Evil Dead 1 and 2. Um, how would you rate the, the yeah. movies? You can do the whole trilogy or just certain ones. But rate, how would you rate, I'll rate Evil Dead trilogy. as movies? The movies as a whole, as a whole trilogy. Um, it's Sam Raimi's finest. He's become iconic at this point. So I'm going to go with an 8 for all three movies as like a trilogy or a trilogy. Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you kind of got to rank it as a trilogy because all three of them kind of come into play here. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa, how would you rank the Evil Dead film trilogy just as movies? I'd also say an 8. I like them a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I have to ask though, because we are for the first time ranking an entire trilogy, does anybody have a favorite movie out of the trilogy? One. One? Ooh, I, I love Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, nice. I, depending on which day you ask me, will probably say Evil Dead 1, but sometimes I'm in an Evil Dead 2 mood. Hey, we Army cover Darkness all three movies right here. <laughs> yeah, we're covering all three <laughs> movies. Um, well, I would say the Evil Dead trilogy as movies. I mean, this is my second favorite film trilogy of all time, only underneath the original Star Wars trilogy. I'm obsessed with Evil Dead. It's my Evil Dead 1 is my favorite horror movie of all time and Evil Dead 2 is my favorite horror comedy of all time. So that should tell you right here that I, I'm obsessed with these movies. I watch them religiously at least once or twice a year. I watch the entire trilogy. And I'm not just talking about on its own. Like I will literally binge the entire trilogy. Um, and I've seen the remake and the TV show and all that stuff. Uh, as a film trilogy, I'm going to give the Evil Dead trilogy a 9.5 out of 10. I love this trilogy. Love it. The only reason I don't give it a 10 out of 10 is I like Army of Darkness, but I like the first two much more. Um, All right. Well, that brings us to Evil Dead the Musical. Uh, How would you rate Evil Dead the Musical strictly as a stage production, Alyssa? Nine and a half. Nine and a half out of 10. So is this one of your favorite musicals? It is. Why is it your favorite musical? I just, I, I love campiness. I, I do. I just love campiness. I think it's a completely unique kind of story. Very, very different. A spin on a, like a genre that I'm usually not the biggest fan of, but I actually am like a super fan of this version of it. Um, and I love a good pun. Too. <laughs> there you go. A good pun. I mean, I there you pun. go. If, if you guys like puns, then this is the show for this you. This is definitely this the is show it. for you. Uh, Garrett, how would you rank Evil Dead the Musical? The, mo- <laughs> the movies don't exist. It's just a musical. How would you rate it? Um, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing it live. I've only seen it recorded. I think that would change my experience drastically. Um, I think it's one you have to see in person to really experience it fully. So I'm going to judge it off of just the video and i think it, it's it's still an eight too i mean i think it's just as just as good as movies yeah solid yeah um yeah i mean i'll pretend the movies don't exist too <laughs> um evil dead the musical is one of my favorite musicals it's a dream show for me to be in i'd love to play scott or ed um and i i love this show i we try to see it every year i've seen three different productions of it live i've, I've watched two different productions of it on a bootleg i mean a totally legal uh recording um, <laughs> uh and i i love this musical to death i mean it takes everything i, I mean, i'm not i'll talk about that later but i love this 
musical. It's great, it's campy, it's gory, it's fun, ridiculous, it takes everything I love, puts it into a musical. I'm gonna give it a solid nine out of 10. Not quite as much as I like the movies, but nine out of 10. Nice. So that brings us to an adaptation. I mean, we're adapting an entire trilogy of movies into it, what, an hour and a half, two hour musical. Primarily it's the first two movies, but the third movie is in there. So uh, I wanna go, Garrett, how would you rate uh, Evil Dead the Musical as an adaptation of the movies? Um, I think the musical really captured all the iconic moments from the movies. Um, it distilled the story down into a more streamlined, uh, digestible format. Uh, songs are catchy as all heck as an ad- adaptation i would say it's a nine it's up there nine. yeah because it catches that campy feeling you know i love that yeah i totally agree with that um i mean look if you're not cringing at some of the jokes in this musical then you're not watching it right you're supposed to cringe it's okay <laughs> uh Alyssa, how would you rate evil dead the musical as an adaptation of the films nine nine why would you say it's a good adaptation because it kept the campy feel of everything while also keeping those iconic moments and iconic <laughs> lines that yeah. everybody looks for. You're right. I mean, um, it's really it's really made for the fans. It's made for the cult fans, and I oh, love yeah. it. Uh, and it's kind of turned into its whole cult thing on its own, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say as an adaptation, Evil Dead the Musical, a 9 out of 10. It does a great job of <laughs> taking three movies and putting it into one show. Uh, next would be our our ticket prices. I mean, I have seen live productions of the show, as have you. We, we've seen it twice together. Um, Garrett, you have not, uh, have but it. when you do, you will you will be changed forever. I hear. I I, I hope so. It, it looks like so much fun to attend. Yeah, it's a life changing show for sure. Um, <laughs> so if it were to ever uh, come to a theater near you in Hawaii, Garrett. What would you pay to go see Evil Dead the Musical? I would do front row. I want to be in that splatter zone, man. You guys were tempting me with that splatter zone, so yeah, front row for sure. Super fun, front row. Um, hell, that's awesome. Like, how do you beat that? You can't beat that. Uh, how would you? I mean, you have seen it. We have seen it together. We technically avoided the splatter zone when we saw it, but we literally sat right behind the splatter zone. Um, but if, I mean, it's, we're going to see it probably in a week. What are, where are we going to sit when we see it? I mean, where would you sit? Front row. Front row? You want to be in the splatter zone? Why not? You're okay with being in the splatter zone? As long as I wear clothing, but I don't mind getting ruined. Highway to the splatter zone. All right. I like that. that. Front row. Oh my God. This has, this never happens, guys. I think we're going to have a unanimous decision on this one. I would gladly sit in the front row and be doused with blood to watch this show. If I... If I don't have any blood on me this year, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, front row, baby, all the way. Front row. This show is amazing. Throw her all around. I mean, this show has so many awesome different types of songs, which is very, it's very different from a lot of musicals where each song is kind of its own thing. What's the banger of the show? Uh, start with uh, Alyssa. All the men in my life been killed I can in yes. it's a tie between that one and look who's evil now mm, that's, good. Oh, that's a good um garrett what's your banger of the show i know you've you've seen it once or twice did you watch one or two different productions i saw two different productions okay and i think my favorite takeaway is i'm not a killer the one that ash sings that's a good one such a good I mean, such a good chorus it. like yeah that's a good one i'm not a killer I like that one. Um, God, this is like trying to choose my favorite child here. Uh, Banger of the show for me. 
The one I love the most that I look forward to the most is What the Fuck Was That? What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of What the Fuck Was That? Love it when Ash and Scott do. He gets very, very excited. It's, like, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I love it when Ash and Scott do the tango together. It's great. <laughs> so that is Evil Dead. Uh, for our next show, we're, for the next month, we're actually going to be doing something a little different than we've done before. We're going to be doing uh, different discussion topics Topics, as opposed to talking about a specific show and or film, we're going to dive into specific topics related to uh, certain shows and film, uh, films that we really love that we've discussed or whatnot, just different topics involving what we like to talk about, which is theater and film. Uh, to kick it off, we're actually going to start with talking about our all of our biggest surprises uh, so far. That's going to be everything that we've covered in all of our previous episodes, the musical or the show or the movie that was the biggest surprise for us that we ended up thinking we wouldn't like at all. And we ended up coming out really enjoying uh, all three of us are going to have very different opinions and it's going to be an interesting, good discussion. I think it's a good way to talk about everything we've done so far as the holidays kind of kick in. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about our biggest surprise so far. Well, uh, that is our show. We can't wait to get that one out to you. Uh, I've been Adam. I'm Melissa. And I'm Garrett. Bye. Bye. The spooky chimes were out of time. Melissa, Adam, and Garrett had quite a scare. It's a spooky night, so sit tight.